it, it impacted a lot. I, I'll say that because I'm not out running around doing the dumb shit and partying in studios nine, ten hours a day with, you feel me, just drinking and recording. All Like, I actually, I'm at home, I'm chilling, I'm relaxed, I got things to focus on and goals. But So we are on Collins Conversations. I always let the guests introduce themselves, let everybody know who you are, a little bit about what you do, and kind of how you got uh, into the seat you're in today. All right, what's up, man? My name is CBG Bands, 17-year-old artist from Cleveland, Ohio. I also dabble in a little videography and photography. I'm grinding and hustling and hoping is really how I got where I am today to talk with you. You say that you uh, make music. What type of music do you make? Mostly more of the hip-hop and rap, but I've been trying to get a little more into rock music, maybe a little more screamo. Gotcha. Yeah. So music sounds like it's kind of like an expression thing, not just something that you're trying to hop on, whatever is popular. No, yeah, yeah. I've been making music for so long that it's a part of me. If I go a day without listening or making music, then I'll go crazy. What's your first music memory? My uncle, he's a rapper too. He's the one who got me into it. I remember my mom playing one of his old mixtapes in the car when I was like four. And then after I memorized those songs, it was over from there. And uh, before we ask too many questions, let's go. Uh, in order for people to get on the show, they have pretty much, there's a little process. Uh, kind of make it a pain in the ass to get on the show, honestly. Um, but that's how we get good guests and get weed out the people that really aren't going to help promote the show. Um, but to do that, we kind of get uh, both video questions and questions off of Instagram. So let's go through a couple of those. We've got, um, if you were trapped on an island, could you only listen, and you could only listen to four albums, what would they be? Uh, that's actually my uncle right there. Um, four albums? Uh, who's E-Ray? Woulda, coulda, kid. That's, I got his shirt on right now. That's my man. He's one of the best ones I know. Um, and I don't even know, it would, I would have to have a little bit of everything, like a few Disturbed albums in there for the rock part of me. I might have to throw some like Two Cups by Young Pappy in there. Ah, it's just too many for me to count. <laughs> we got uh, Josh Cost, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, this was going to be one of my questions, so we'll let him steal it. Um, tell us about how, how you got your artist name. I, um... I was actually locked up and I was making music before then, but I wasn't really taking it as serious. And I was sitting there like, all right, I really got to take it serious because I ain't doing shit with my life as of right now. Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting here wasting time. And I was, I was messing around with a lot of like dope boys and stuff. And I was like, uh, I can't, I got, I got a Coke boy grind. I don't, I don't sell Coke, but I got that Coke boy grind. Mm -hmm. So that's where the CBG came from. And I know a few other people in Cleveland have CBG, but that's mine. That's my own. I'm the only one of my class who has, and it's not to do with like selling drugs or nothing like that. It's like the grind and the mentality and like just the want to win. And then bands, bands came naturally because mm -hmm. that's, that's my number one goal. I don't, I could really survive with just money i don't need fans I, even though i love my fans that's all me that's my main goal is bands i take care of my people who took care of me the more money you have that's the more music i can put out if you feel me like mm -hmm. I can, the more videos i can put out the more conversations with people like you i can have right it's 
that's what rules my world is money. And what, what made you want to spell it the way that you do? I always, I wanted it to be different, so I was thinking of different ways to do it. And um, once I got out, I, um, I remembered Rusty Bands, who's a huge Cleveland artist. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to be copying him, but I really want to keep my name Bands. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna spell it different than him because he's up there. So if anybody was to see the name Bands, they're instantly thinking Rushy. Right. So I'm like, I gotta spell it different because I don't want to copy him, but I really, really need this to be my name because this literally is my life in small text. Right. Yeah, that's, that's about it. And uh, before CBG, CBG Bands, you were uh, Yale Bobby, right? No, that no? was that was, a, that, was a fa that was my Facebook name. Uh huh. Um, that's kind of just like a, a coke boy grind, you right? Know? Yeah, it was like a little joke that my friends would like call me and joke around with, but I never really used that as like a stage name. Gotcha. Um, as something that I always recommend marketing wise, all social media platforms, you want to get that same exact spelling across the board. Yeah. Um, so that way as a fan, if I hear a song, CBG bands, I'm not going to all the platforms that I like. I'm like, fuck, I can't find them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got you. Not a huge thing, you know. I mean, a lot of people don't, or you know, not everybody's name is available on all the platforms. But that's mm -hmm. especially by having that original spelling like that, and then you throwing the Z at the end and everything. You're making yourself unique, but you're also making yourself harder to find. Yes. Um, so just something to keep in mind. But back into the questions. Um, you kind of touched on this a little bit before. We had uh, what's that? J two valid asked, "What are all the types of music that you like?" No, I like. Or let's make it easier for you. Is there any music that you don't like? Uh, country, maybe. Like I even like a very select few country songs. But other than that, country is not my cup of tea. <laughs> I like I like some country artists, and there's like country rock genres that I like. But other than that, I cannot get down with right. that. A lot of country these days, like if you really just break down, like take away the hee haw from it, like it's essentially they're just trying to be rappers, but they're talking about tractors instead of Chevys, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's very interesting how it's no longer like the Dolly Parton of twang, and now it's like how can we sound cool but sound like a hillbilly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's go with a couple more of these, and we also have some video questions that I want to get into. Um, but we have anyone. That everyone LLC had a good question of what are your biggest inspirations? Um, like what what gives you that that grind that that mentality to just keep pushing for more? The rem remembering how hard I see my uncle work and how far he got into it and he's still going hard with it. That and the fact that I mean I I'm, I was never like dirt dirt poor like I always had food mm -hmm. water and you feel me like survivable conditions but not growing up as good as most i would i thrive to give everybody else below me who rather be my kids nephews nieces cousins anybody like that i thrive to make sure that it's all anything anything that they could ever dream of from there gotcha um let's uh get away from the facebook or the instagram questions and let's pull up a few of these video questions that we have in here um which one is this? So uh, we have a coworker of yours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is from Mr. Bands. And what is your music making, making process? I, 
So let, let's uh, just do a quick skim on this. I want to go deeper into this later, but uh, to answer his question, how, how does a typical song of yours come together? I, I'll find a beat, whether it be from 7-Eleven, my, my dude in Germany who makes our beats, mm -hmm. shout out to him, and whether it be from him or somebody else, I'll find a beat and I get inspired and I will not stop, sleep, or do anything else until I finish that right there. And then from then on, it's just booking, studio, video process. Gotcha. You always go to a studio, you don't do like home, any home recording? See, I, I have home recording equipment. I'm not the best at using it, and I, I refuse to put any music out there that isn't top quality, in my opinion. So I set that to the side, and I go to uh, Signal Flow Studio. Shout out to Signal Flow. Where's that at? It's uh, over by Steelyard. Okay. Yeah. Um, our next question uh, from Brooke Marie. This question is for CBG bands. Does school interfere with your music? So, does school interfere with your music? Uh, since covid not really i mean i'm a senior now so i gotta like focus a lot harder to graduate but covid helped me out a lot with school but before then yeah school was messing me up bad because i i can't book six hour studio sessions at 12 12 at night and because i gotta go to school in the morning i can't go here and listen to music and write this because i gotta wake up for school in the morning and then go to work like School really messed me up a lot and put a slowdown on me, but now that COVID's happening, everything's online. It's so much easier for me to do those things. I can do my homework while I'm at the studio. Right. Uh, my stepdaughter, that's how it was at the end of last year, and now this year it's awful. She has to like check in on time to get into class and like sit and watch the lectures and everything. Yeah. That, that would be so boring. Like See, I loved online school in college, but like if I had to sit through high school or middle school and like watch the teacher and check in on time like i'd be like no way <laughs> see, I, I don't see my school doesn't really do that i go to old brook we don't really do that they, they just give they're like hey do this do this and do this and then send it back to us i'm like all right cool right which to me that makes more sense i mean that's how like me when i work from home or anything like that like yeah i wake up i know what i gotta get done in a day i don't have to do it all by four but if i want to take the night off or tomorrow off i gotta do more today like yeah that, that to me that's actually training you for the real world yeah our next one uh, we got from Hannah. So that was a quiet one, but uh, you're on the spot a little bit. How does your relationship affect your music career? It, it impacted a lot. I, I'll say that because I'm not out running around doing the dumb shit and partying in studios nine, ten hours a day with. You feel me just drinking and recording all like I actually I'm at home, I'm chilling, I'm relaxed, I got things to focus on and goals. But it definitely has opened my eyes to a new um I don't know what the word is, maybe like vocabulary, maybe like new uh feelings or flows that I can experiment in with music because now it doesn't all have to be about what it used to be everything that I used to be rapping about. Now I can open up about my feelings to her and put those in songs or when she makes me mad put those in songs. <laughs> That's only being fair though. I mean it's not all happy times. You gotta make happy music, sad music, mad music. Yeah of course. And uh, the last one from the video thing that we're gonna do, um, what do we got here? When he first sent this to me I saw the t-shirt and I was hungry for wings for like three <laughs> days by the way. CBG bands, um, what inspires you to do music? 
or when did you want to start doing music? So we kind of touched on this a little bit before, but go ahead and uh, just recap it for them. Um, what, ins what inspires you and when did you start making music? Like I said, not growing up in the most perfect of conditions, that inspires me to go hard for what I do and it just so happens that music is what I'm good at. And uh, I started making music probably when I was like five. And then I recorded my first, my uncle recorded me on his studio equipment when I was like, probably like eight. I recorded my first song, it was horrible, but <laughs> I, I probably still have it somewhere in my files. But yeah, man, I've been making music for so long, but I just started taking it serious when I was like 15. Gotcha. You talk about it like you're an old man. <laughs> um, so that concludes our From the Fan segment. Um, let's go into the way that you heard about the show was through our mutual friend Curly Chuck. Uh, yes, you've got a song with Curly Chuck. Uh, what can you tell me about not only the song, but kind of the whole process of working with him? I was, I was a big fan of him because I went to one of his shows mm -hmm. and I was young. You feel me? I never been to a concert before and this was before I started doing my concerts. And I, I went there and I'm like, okay, a lot of these people are not that great. And then Chuck gets up there. And he's killing it. He's got the entire crowd singing with him. They're moving back and forth. They're swaying with him. And I'm like, oh, okay, this dude can rap. And then he, I'm like, he's a dope-ass rapper. I'm going to have to go talk to him. And then he shuts the lights off. And he starts a fucking mosh pit. Like, <laughs> in, the, in the middle of the crowd and starts screaming. I'm like, yeah. So I DM'd him, followed him. You feel me? We communicated. I, got a, I grabbed a feature from him when he was throwing a deal for it. And that was actually the first song I did record on my own studio, Clement, that I felt was top quality enough to put out there. So I sent him my verse, he sent me back his, and then uh, I loved it. I couldn't wait, so I, I scraped up all the money I could and I bought a video for it. Mm -hmm. And I had everybody come. Uh, we had a blast. I, that was one of the funnest videos I ever done. And it was, we, we, we kicked it on the west side for like three hours just shooting a video and going crazy and nice that video is blowing up i mean it's 2.2 with is probably one of the most i've gotten out of all my videos and a lot of people love that song especially his part like his like flows with it, it mixed with my little grittiness it was a perfect combination yeah i always feel i don't know feel bad it's the right word but like when the feature act just completely steals the show yeah you're like and same too, I was thinking, like you said, you got a deal on the verse, and I know what Cur Curly charges, and it's way undervalued. Oh, yeah. Um, for what he's putting out, what he's charging for verses, I mean, it's double, triple it. He could easily. Um, but, I mean, like you said, he had eight, like four different flows throughout it, and it was, just, it, 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 I don't know if you've noticed, if you've been a fan of Curly for a while, he's got that one ad lib where it's almost like he kind of clears his throat, and he, he does it in yours. Yeah. When you hear that, you're in for some shit. <laughs> like he doesn't do that in every one it's of his going songs, down, yeah. but like as soon as you get, it's gone for the next two minutes. However long that verse is, he just gets into this headspace and it's just gone. That dude is a different breed of Absolutely. artist. That... Yeah, he, he's a legitimate artist in the same way that he's not just that lyricist, but like um, we were talking about, he's got a project coming out soon. He taps into feelings, taps into psychedelics, types into emotion. Yeah. Um, or, you know, he'll, he'll go do a hood video with you and then he'll go put out Gucci shoes. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's got the full range of spectrum, for sure. That man is something that I wish to be 
within my lifetime. That is. Well, you got the face tattoos. You guys got that in common right now. I actually got my face tattoos before he did. Yeah, he went all out. Like within like a month and a half, he had like got three it. of them. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I'm like, I'm cool with the one. I, I, I don't plan on getting no more anytime soon. Yeah, I saw him the one day after he got all of those, and I was like, oh, uh, looks like you have to be a professional rapper now. Like, yeah. you've cemented that you will make it. And I mean, everything he's done since the fat face tattoos, he's blowing up. And uh, you mentioned that you, uh, I'm trying to find the name of it. Uh, the, 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 the people that you made those, uh, the video with Curly Chuck, who was who the people that did that video? Back Alley. Back Alley, I couldn't come up with it to save my life. <laughs> um, how did you get in touch with them? Tell, tell us a little bit about Back Alley. It seems like they do quite a bit with uh, up and coming artists and really good video production. Yeah, um, how, how did I get it? I think um, I was, uh, it was like my first week when I was out and then I went to this went to the studio and recorded some songs and and then I got some video shot and stuff but after that I don't I don't even remember what happened to my original cameraman so I was like man I got to get some more camera people hit I hit them up and they was like yeah that'd be sick and then I built a relationship with them and I was actually just talking to him the other day he was asking me about any new projects and stuff um yeah they uh they came to one of my shows to shoot a video where I was performing at. Uh, the video was Forrest Gump, and they gave me, I spent so much money with the dude, he started giving me t-shirts, started checking up on me, like, those are all around great people. I, back Alley is for real, like, the way to go if you're an up-and-coming artist. How does the creation with them happen? Is that kind of, they have everything, the idea, the equipment, and you just kind of show up and, and play your part, or do you kind of put in the artistic uh, vision for it? How did those come together? It's a, it's a little bit of both, like specifically this one. Me and my man already had the idea of it, but obviously we didn't. We've just like starting being in like videography. Right. So you feel me? We need them to put their little pizzazz on it. Right. Yeah, we uh we throw we throw our ideas out there. They gonna throw them back and be like, "Look, this is gonna work. This is gonna look dumb. This is amazing, and this is stupendous." But of course, it's our video. If we want to paint ourselves blue and running around in a circle, they gotta record it. Right. Yeah, but they uh they they look out for me a lot because a lot of my ideas are out of this world, and they're like, "Oh, well, let's let's bring it back down here." But when I shoot it, it's gonna be up here again. Right. Does the budget kind of dictate the ideas? Or is it kind of, they, they can make anything kind of on any budget? Oh, it, uh, it depends. Video like that, that, that was an expensive video. The Curly Chuck video, even though it didn't look that expensive, I dropped like 900 that night. That night specifically. Right. That, that video, even though it doesn't look that expensive, it's, it's us being, being goofy, jumping around, having fun. I spent a lot of money on that video. That video, Mob Ties, Forrest Gump. Every video I've ever shot, I have not spent less than $500. Even if the videos are $250 a piece, props, clothing, right. you always, you always want to look good and decent, presentable. I tried to get a haircut. Back then, I tried to get a new tattoo for every single video. <laughs> and I, I did do that for a while, so I was dropping a lot of money on videos. And budget, it matters, but... The bigger your budget, the better you're gonna look. You wanna be a mainstream artist, you gotta have that mainstream budget. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm glad that you touched on that because that's an area where, me as a marketer, I mean, it's amazing to me how many people don't value video cr creation or interviews and things like that, but yet, like we were talking before camera, 
I'm going to sit down here with you for an hour, hour and a half. We're going to make a bunch of footage. I'm going to spend a full day going through all that stuff editing. Mm -hmm. So when people are like, well, how come it's going to cost me X amount of dollars for a project? Well, they only see that hour and a half they were there on camera. Yeah. They don't see how many, how long it took to put those effects in or, mm -hmm. you know, take everything and get the, like you said, the props. Yeah. I mean, props, it's, yeah. it's lights, it's cameras, it's microphones, mm -hmm. it's cameras. It's this nice little thing from Menards. We're going to have a link for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, it's all sorts of things of this one little prop here yeah. completely changes this whole room and you're like oh it's a little fireside chat now opposed mm -hmm. to i could put a card table here and oh they got cards like making that set and putting the right lighting is why you hire the professional like you said you know how to make the music you know how to how to do that part you have a vision but you need to put the right people in place to get things and then once it's done a lot of people also don't think maybe i should market this online exactly, <laughs> yeah. i mean and you always got to be willing to learn like now after I've shot so many videos, I know I can't say, hey, I'm going to go stand in front of that tree, but I want you to put tigers and aliens and spaceships fighting behind me. And I want to look like I'm six foot four and 300 pounds. Like, obviously, like, I know, like, where to limit my ideas. You would not believe how many accounts with, like, 200 followers, 300 followers at most. They're like, yeah, man, it's like $100 if you want us to interview you. I'm like, what? But that kind of goes back to the same thing that we were talking about. Uh, yeah. They're looking at it as they're taking their time. They need to make something for their time. See, I was going to be their first artist to do it. And, and then, then they're, that's where they're fucking up. Because yeah. technically, I could get away with charging that $100, $200 to have, oh, have something like course, this set up. Yes. Without a doubt. But the difference there is I'm not doing that out of the gate. I've got 72 yeah. people before you. And I'm building up that repertoire of, like we were saying when we were off camera, this show isn't about, because I mean, on Instagram is my best following. That's about 24, 2,500 followers. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. But the fact that a lot of those people actually fuck with what I do instead of just follow, I hate that. The, like you were saying, the people that with the, the 100, 200 followers, I get so many messages from those people. Hey, if you want to build your following, I've got 10 times what you got. Why are you telling me how to build it? You go help me. <laughs> how are yeah. you going to help me with that? You know what I mean? So yeah. that's where I'm like, Get out of here with that. Like, I don't need your help to build a podcast. You got 300 views. Yeah. I got 300 views on a clip I put out yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you know and what that, I mean? Like, that's, that's what I compare it to. It's like an artist who's never dropped a song, but they're like, I swear I can rap. Give me $100 for this feature, and I swear it's going to be good. Like, right. I can't take your word for that. You, on the other hand, you have, would you say 75? You'll be in the 80s once you come out, yeah. 80s? You have 80 other I have, people I have a catalog who got your shows. name right. stamped as the guy to talk to to get your name right. out there to get everything on the table that people don't know and that's where a lot of people like we were saying again before we we've, everybody we wasted so much good footage not on camera but it happens every time but it's not about being that overnight celebrity like mm -hmm. this is towards the end of year two of me podcasting but when i look at episode one episode two i'm sure it's the same as when you're looking at those recordings from when you were 14 15 you're like yeah. all right i see why i did that but I also see how much I've grown in every episode to yeah. where, you know, before it was just that camera there. Then I got the real camera. Then I got lights. Then I got mics. Like you learn as you do each one yeah, piece by piece, piece yes. by piece what you need. You can't come out the gate, you know, and I'm not saying that everybody should work for free their whole lives. By no means do oh, I say no. that. Yeah. But if you don't have firm credentials, you need to make it up and work the yes. same way. Like you said, you got the Coke boy grind. I fully understand what that means. Cause like you said, I'm not a dope boy. 
but I wake up at 7, 8 in the morning. I'm not going to bed till 11 or 12, and I'm trying to make progress on whether it's renovations, whether it's business, whether it's podcasts. Yeah, I need to make slight word steps forward in all those areas every day, or I'm like, well, I'm not going to bed. I didn't make enough money today, or I didn't fix enough things. I didn't make a video today. Like, you yeah, have to keep yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of musicians, you always hear about the broke and starving musicians, but 99% of you guys don't even have any ability to sell your own things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which yeah. brings us to a fun part. Um, I haven't seen an actual website for you. Why don't you have a website? Put them on the spot, everybody. I'm not that techie to know how to do it, how not to do it, if this website is gonna take this much money from me and just give me this bullshit website that I could have done myself. I'm not too good with that. I I send my emails and I text people right. and I get in contact with people. That's about it though. I'm not, I'm really looking for a team to help me build things like that specifically. And you, you brought up a really good point. A lot of people can make their own website. A lot of people can't. And a lot of people just don't have the time or the, the want to learn how to do it. Yes. Um, but as an artist, for $25 or less a month, you could have a website that features everything you've ever done and sell music through it. Um, okay. It's something that I've, almost every episode that you hear with the musician, I'm preaching this shit to you guys. Because as a marketer, it makes no sense why you're saying, hey, go to Spotify, stream my song on Spotify or iTunes. They give you point zero 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 four cents a stream. Mm -hmm. I can't figure out how, you need like 250 of them for a dollar. But if you were to make your own website, sell each song for 50 cents, say, hey, go support my website, cbgbands.com, 50 cents every Friday, we got a new song or whatever release schedule that you want to do. But yeah. instead of promoting Instagram, instead of promoting all these big names that you have no ability to figure out how your shit is coming up in, in their algorithms, you could be going really hard on Twitter and be nowhere. You could go real hard on Instagram and be nowhere. But if mm -hmm. you're sending people that are really following you on those sites to whatever website you have, you control what that website looks like, the user experience on it, and then you could also track the information where you can't with what you're doing currently. I'm, I'm going to look into that as soon as I leave here. Absolutely. Luckily for you, you know a guy that makes them. ColinCanHelp.com. I do hosting. I do websites. I do all that. By all means, have a website that you could sell not only your music, but then throw some t-shirts up there. Um, you can mm -hmm. use sites like Teespring.com. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. -uh. Um, what's nice about Teespring is I use it. That's actually where this shirt came from. Okay. Um, but I don't have to carry any merchandise. I could design all my shirts, towels, mugs, everything, and then put it on a, a, one of their stores with your own personal URL. And then once people buy it, then they print it. So it's not like you got to buy 100 mugs or 200 t-shirts in order to get a decent price. You put it up there, you set the price, and when people buy it in three days, they print it and they ship it out. You don't even touch it. Um, so just things to think about, you know, okay. I mean, it's, it's those type of things that like you're saying, you're, you've figured out at an early age that you need to invest in yourself in order to get to a bigger step. Yeah. So you need to also find that way to collect that information, to get some products sold, to then bring that money in, to then turn it into song, to video yeah. and go all around. And this, this is good for everybody. Cause I know for a fact, if I overlooked it, there's probably dozens of 99% of artists are overlooking it. Even. That's 99% of people that I've given this information to right here don't take advantage of it. Um, there's a couple artists um, that have been on the show. Uh, Doobie Rogers. You know Doobie? I'm familiar with him. I don't know him personally. But this is Doobie's website. Um, DoobieRogers.com for anybody that's listening. 
Um, he also has a deal with Shway Papers that they have his own rolling papers. Um, That's fucking awesome. So right here, you could buy his rolling papers through here. At the bottom, up right uh, where that cursor is, you could play, you could stream a song, or on the right, you could buy that song for a dollar directly through him, not through iTunes. Um, so he'll end up getting the majority of that. Oh, look at that. I haven't... That's awesome. I didn't even mean to do this, but Doobie put some of our stuff on there. Um, that's a recent update. This is the part of the discography discussion that we did with them. So again, as you're doing more press, you could even have a, your own page that's just interviews that you've done, videos that you've done. Um, it's your way to make your portfolio and show it off how you want to show it. Yeah. Because um, even like this, this is just a, a YouTube video that he embedded. So whatever you have on YouTube, with within a couple easy lines of code, you put on a website and you're ready to show it off to the world. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's just a basic, and I mean, that's a very, very plain and simple website, but it gets the job done. And it also, you could go up here to albums, stream all of this through his website, and you could also buy it all through his website. Um, so Doobie Rogers, to me, is the, uh, the, the, the outline of what more artists around need to be doing. That's raw. Um, because then you take that and then you kind of collaborate that into your social media stuff that you're already doing. And then it's no longer about go check out my new post on Instagram. Now you post on Instagram, kind of like how I do. Hey, new post at CollinsConversations.com. Mm -hmm. So that you're getting their attention and then through a link in a bio or however on different platforms, you then send them to your thing. Where a lot of people are like, well, I don't have 25 bucks to throw at a website a month. But look at how much stuff that you could do to make that 25 and then some back. Yeah, I'm, for some, $25 seems like a lot, but for that to invest in yourself and you get... All, all stuff like that. And, um, and like I said, this one is a basic thing. That, yeah. <laughs> That's well worth it. That's the same as you saying, I don't have money to go to the studio, but I need a new song. Like, yeah. You're you going to come up with that money. What other ways are you doing to get your music into new, new listeners? How are you finding new fans? I really, uh, I've really been wanting to do this a lot. I know I'm sure I'm not the first one to do it, but uh, I've, I've been thinking a lot about getting business cards, right? Mm -hmm. Like double-sided business cards, having email, Instagram, phone right. number, picture of me on the back, YouTube, all that, links to everything, name. And um, I was, I'm literally gonna buy like 500 to 1,000 of them and walk around busy places and just set them everywhere. So I'm glad that you said that, because what I did for the podcast a while ago is I made these. Give you a couple of them. But with these, it's got a QR code on the front, which will take you directly to Spotify. So when a guest comes, you give them a handful. You say, hey, you'll be out in a week or two when it comes out. Give these to all your friends. All they got to do is scan this with their code. Yeah. It'll take them directly to Collins Conversations. Do you, where'd you get these at? This is something to exactly what I was needing. I print those. Like yourself? Yeah, Colin can help. Welcome to all the services of Colin can help. We're good in subliminals all day long. Colin um, can do everything. So yeah, like any type of cards or, you know, like the plastic cards I made for Twisted Willow Fabrication, which being a guest on the show, you're a little bit young, but you get one of these. That was made by a metal fabricator in um, upstate New York called Twisted Willow Fabrications. I can open it now? Yeah, open it up. So this that's a awesome. exclusive Collins Conversations bottle opener. It's made in, uh, I think it's 14 gauge steel, um, but it's stainless steel. You can leave it outside and it won't rust, it won't bend, it won't do anything but open your bottles perfectly for you. That's awesome. 
I'm glad you like it. But uh, we'll also talk once we get done with this about making you some business cards and stuff like that. Of course. Um, and with all the Colin can help, that's where I was going with that. Was there's I'm not an exact expert in anything, but I'm pretty fucking proficient in just about anything that you need. Yeah. And I mean that being an entrepreneur, you kind of have to be able to do everything, or you have to be able to pay everybody for everything. I was never a, a video editor until I started the podcast. And each week, I get a little bit better with learning how to do different effects or how to set up the lights, how to set up the cameras. Yeah. But I wouldn't have got better at this if I didn't do it 80 times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's just all getting outside your comfort box. Um, but what other things? Um, you mentioned the business cards. I mentioned the website. What other ways are you trying to get your music into? Um, you said you were doing short film soon. Is that right? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm trying to direct my short film. I'm starting casting pretty soon i have everything ready except for the cast mm -hmm. and uh i bought i've invested so much money and equipment for this even if it flops if this is my only one mm -hmm. i think it's really something that i enjoy and that i think i really need to get into that to not only help me like with my videography career or like let alone just make me happy like uh, something cool for me to do exactly i'm the same exact way when you're looking for actors, the guy on the screen here is uh, DeAndre Bush. It, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. His, also, his artist name is Visk, V-I-S-Q. He was on the show. Um, but he is pretty well um, throughout the acting agencies and the acting uh, world. Um, okay. I got a pretty cool clip we'll have to put a link to uh, where he was telling about he was just supposed to be an extra on, on a set. Mm -hmm. and ended up uh, doing a table reading with Nicolas Cage and I think David, De uh, not David Duchovny, uh, the dude that was in Boondock Saints, uh, William Defoe. So okay. like two huge name actors just by walking through the wrong tent essentially said, yeah, I could, I could read. Yeah. Got to sit down and do his thing. You know, I mean, it's the same thing that you and I have been talking about this whole time, kind of just being open to opportunities. He was on the set, just was supposed to be standing there and was like, no worked his way into the movie you know yeah <laughs> um, but he'd be somebody to talk to both you know i don't know what what uh film your roles you're looking for but to also kind of put you in touch with people um within that that world uh did you write the film uh yeah uh you feel comfortable giving us a little uh, elevator pitch of what it's about or just keeping everything under wraps uh, i'd rather keep it under wraps right now i can i can tell you that i went for horror and ended up with suspenseful and uh, thriller, more than horror. Gotcha. By next summer, it should be ready for to be published, like put out there online. And let's go back. I want to find more um, of the process. So, are you more into the freestyle? Are you more into the write it down? A little bit of both. See, I write it down. Most people I make music with, they're like. Come on, man. Let's 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 do a cipher. Let's freestyle. I cannot freestyle <laughs> shit. But you you give me an hour in a quiet room with right. some headphones and a fully charged phone. I'll come out with thirty songs. Gotcha. I, I just need peace, quiet, alone. Like even my girlfriend gets a little upset because I'm like, look, you can listen to it. I can show it to you later. I need to. I want to be alone right now. That's that's the only way I can make music and right. preferably smoking like nicotine and stuff to calm me down because then i get mad or anxious at myself for not figuring stuff out right but yeah i can't freestyle for shit 
And how do you know when a song is ready? Like you said, that you, you don't really let people listen to it until you're happy with it, but what makes mm -hmm. a song ready for a release? When I know 90% of the song by heart, and I can say I'm like a surgeon on the song. Like when I know it, word for word, hand for hand, I know when there's this kick coming in. I know when this bass drop's coming in. And then not only that, it depends on my mood. Like if I'm if I'm feeling good, I'm like real, real happy. I'm like, man, today's amazing. Right. I'm like, let me drop this song I got called Today is Amazing. But if I'm like mad or like depressed or in a bummy mood, then I'm going to be like, man, let me drop this song called Life Sucks or something like that. Like, gotcha. It, it all depends on how I'm feeling, who I'm around. And really, sometimes I'll be like, you know what? I ain't dropped music in a while. I have... 20 unreleased songs. Let me just throw throw this out there real quick. Gotcha. Uh, do you ever feel the need that you have to release something to keep your name relevant or do you just release it when it feels right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I feel like if I don't, like, eh, how do I put, like, I have a whole group of music that is ready to be released. I either A, have an idea for a video for it or B, just don't feel like it would do me much good right now. But, and then I have music who, that's not ready to be released. So when I feel like I haven't released music in a while and uh, I'd say people are like, people start asking me, they're like, hey, what's up with another song? Shit, ain't. <laughs> they're like, hey, what's up with a video? I'm working on it. I, no matter what, I'm working on it. If you say, hey, what's, what's up with a song about cats? I probably am working on it. If right. you, you ask me what's up with a video, I got text and emails and receipts to show. I'm working on it. Like right. it's just a long, tedious process, and I'm not really a patient person when it comes to that. But I'm teaching myself to be. Gotcha. So we've learned about a lot about your process. I've given you a bunch of marketing insights. Um, you've seen my different content and know a little bit more about me than we know about you. If somebody just heard about your music in mm -hmm. 30 seconds or less. How would you sell them to listen to something else in your catalog? Variety. There's a song for every day of the week, every mood you could ever have, every feeling you've ever felt in your life. I promise you I've been there, done that, wrote a song about it, and promoted it. Nice. You lived in Cleveland your whole life, or uh, what about those type of things? Yeah, 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 I've lived in Cleveland. I moved, I moved around a little bit with my mom and stuff, but... Other than that, I uh, I was locked up in Pennsylvania for for like eight months. Other than that, though, it's Cleveland. Uh, do you want to talk about what what you went in for? It was a whole lot of dumb stuff like probations and I was messing up in school a lot, and I I liked to fight, and I was I was just a terrible kid to be <laughs> around. I was just an asshole for real, but I grew up and matured and did that and. After that, I caught another case, but after I'm cool now. No more charges. I'm legally free. All right. No more probation, house arrest, none of that for hopefully the rest of my life. Somebody that uh, is growing up and has similar feelings, the anxiety, the anger, that likes to fight. Now that you've seen what you've done, you've gone through all those things, what would you say to somebody like that to, so that they could avoid that whole uh, downfall? Try making music. That, mm. that worked for me, and it's kept me out of trouble for almost two years now. I, I don't even think I've got like a ticket in two years or even been stopped by a cop. I mean, of course, they don't like the face tattoo, but it's not. it would not be that person said fault. 
it was the way they was raised, something that was done or said, and they just need a better outlet than that. And then the me, I was always real defensive, so like you beat me in basketball or something, I'd be mad and want to fight. Gotcha. Because I'm thinking that's making me look like the weaker person. I didn't know it was just a, it was just a game, and I took it, I took everything to heart. Maybe that's just how I am, but I've learned and grew up out of that to transfer that more or less into my music, and then that's where the screamo stuff comes in. I'm just now being able to get into that part of it, mm -hmm. and because of course talking and stuff like that ain't gonna get rid of your the whole problem. So maybe screaming might right and i've tried it once in the studio it turned out decent not ready to be released yet so i'm gonna have to keep working on that though as somebody that is using music as a creative outlet to really get his feelings and emotions out that also has a history of really not reacting well to any bit of criticism yeah uh how's that working out for you with the internet comments and the internet trolls it's uh it's actually surprising within the last year I've learned to, when people be like, this shit sucks, I'll be like, at least you gave it a listen before you judged. Right. I, I say that to at least 100 people a week. Uh, last year, every time somebody said this shit sucks, I'd be like, go choke and die. <laughs> like, you suck. With, you don't know good music. Like, I, I understand now. Be, I've heard it all my life. Hey, hey, some people's going to hate you. Some people's going to love you. You can't always have them one way. Up until this year, I just now realized, like, there's really going to be people out there, even if I make a million dollars, sell a billion copies, there's still going to be people out there who absolutely hate my music. Right. And there's nothing I can do about it but tell them to kiss my ass and, right. and go maybe, maybe go find another song. You might like another song. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned that uh, police don't like your tattoos. I definitely want to get into a quick little thing about tattoos. When was your first tattoo and what was it? It was... Uh, this the family with the skulls the three skulls because i got three brothers and i got the two roses for my two sisters i got this when i was like like 15. Uh, but backyard tattoo you get a permission slip how'd that go no uh i was allowed to go get it um i think the only one i wasn't allowed to get was this one that's <laughs> that's the one i got my ass beat for gotcha yeah but other than that yeah they they agreed with them all None of them was really bad. I got my chest done. You got a like a Cleveland skyline or something there, right? Yes, sir. Yep. And uh, let's let's go through a little bit of the meanings of a couple. So you mentioned the, right here we have family that we're representing brothers and sisters. Yeah, I got. Um, what about the lion with the crown? Is what's that supposed to symbolize? That's just. It's got a lot of like meanings to it. That's that really people wouldn't understand unless they are me. Mm -hmm. But I feel. I feel like this is something I had to get due to one of my uncles passing and you feel me he was like a king like the way he would carry himself the way he would talk not only that like I feel like nothing is prideful and loyal like a lion and I'm not even a Leo people think I'm a Leo when they see this I'm like no I just I just feel like it's a dominant animal and I like needed it to be on me pretty soon I'll probably get like some lion paws right somewhere on me but gotcha i got the the praying hands for my grandfather that passed away i got mbk for my brother's keeper and then i'm gonna get msp up here for my sister's protector is that a ninja star yeah um me and my brother and my girlfriend wrote down a whole bunch of ideas and threw them in a hat and we picked them out <laughs> and we got it tattooed i got this 
my brother got the yin yang symbol on his chest and my girlfriend she got the corona emo the emoji that has the mask on <laughs> she got that tattooed like this big on her ankle <laughs> i got the old shitty house jail looking tats did you get that in jail no no i got this at a house but it looks like i got it in jail fucking <laughs> fucked up lines backwards letters all that and then i got my bi my bicep down here so uh, bible verse or what do we got there yeah do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both body and soul in hell that's deep and uh i got the skyline yeah grateful yeah i got grateful and then i got the no love obviously so obviously the no love we got to cover a little bit more what made no love that big of a phrase that you said i'm gonna put that shit right under my eyeball it was at a bad point in my life and i don't regret it everybody asked me if i regret it i do not know i don't want to get it covered up it's staying it's more of a not uh, it's more of like a no mercy type of thing like i i feel no remorse for anybody who has not did anything to benefit me or care for me or help me out why should i care about this person who was bashing my music just because they're another human i have no remorse mercy or feelings for anybody who is not close to me loving to me or supporting me gotcha and uh of all of those i did a segment with this with a tattoo artist ove mendoza which i highly recommend you check him out he's out of akron um ove is doing some crazy things but what body what uh, body part hurts the most to get tattooed for you because I've learned that it's completely different to everybody. Uh, I mean, I'm a skinny guy, so my chest hurt real bad, especially in the middle. But um, right here, close to my armpit, mm -hmm. oh man, that, that shit was bad. A lot of nerves in that area, I'd presume. Yeah, I was worried about my hands. I got both of them done at the same time. They didn't hurt at all. I just sat there with them. Nothing else really hurt my neck. I fell asleep getting my neck done. That it's always amazing. A lot of people fall asleep with it, and I think you just get in like such a trance almost. It was just yeah. like you just zone into like I'm not going to feel this. That your body's like, all right, we'll take a nap then. My eye underneath my eye right here. It I, people don't believe me when I say it didn't hurt. I promise you, it did not hurt. The only bad thing about it was where his hand was shaking with the machine. He had to put his hand like on my eye. So I couldn't like close my eye because he had like my eye right. like this tattooing. So it was just uncomfortable like wherever his hand was. But yeah, I mean, none of it really hurt besides my chest and up here. Nice. I just pulled up some of the Ove Mendoza work. Oh, he's clean. Yeah, Ove is not only an amazing artist, but he was a great guy to talk to. Check out his episode if you haven't. Um, he calls himself the cover-up king. I'm trying to find some of his cover up I might, I might need the cover up king to this, touch up this on one's my nasty right here that little double skull face thing oh yeah um but yeah oh and what i really uh took from his uh interview was it's not just about tattoos that he either tattoos draws or paints every day so that if you come to him and you need a face done he, he's drawn enough different faces that he could put just about anything together um, but yeah, stand up dude all the way through and as you can tell his work is clean, solid, professional. Um, but if, if you want any of his, you got to get in line. It's like a year wait or something crazy. Um, so it's not really for but that. It's worth it though. You yeah. see the kind of art he puts like, out. Th this is one of his covers, covers up. Started off with this, walked out of his shop with that.
That's fucking awesome. Um, yeah, Ove Medusa, definitely, definitely check them out. Is there anything about you or that you do that we haven't covered that you think we should cover? I mean, no, we, we covered basically everything. We tapped into my photography and like short film type ordeal, my music a lot. So then if we hit everything, uh, we'll wrap this up. I'm gonna get up and rearrange that camera just a little bit. I call this the digital soapbox, where you get one minute to end the interview on any way that you wanna do, whether you wanna go promotional, inspirational, um, it'll make for a nice little Instagram clip, but also kind of send people off in whatever way that you want to go. So let's take this. Hey, what's up, man? CBG Bands. I just finished up my Collins Conversations, and it was amazing, man. Shout out to E-Ray for the shirt. You got more merch coming soon. I got a few singles coming, but I'm definitely working on this short film, and I'm definitely going to be putting out an EP before the year is over. I promise you it's coming soon and fast. And then I got a clothing line, it's called No Love, No Hope. Be on the lookout for that. Best on the touch my face 
miss out running other people's cars. I miss baseball. I miss my friends. I miss my money. Can't wait till this ends. And I miss concerts. I miss the crowd. I miss jamming and playing too loud. And I miss dating. Come out and play, baby. I miss not caring. I hope you're okay. I miss so much. This really sucks. At least now I know for sure who gives a fuck. I miss my life. This feels so cool. But most of all, I miss the kid being in school. So I do whatever I'm able. Wash my hands and keep them clean. Doing my best not to touch my face in between.